What's up, everybody? Welcome to the 34th episode of the PlayStation Drive. I actually got the episode number right this week. I'm one of your hosts, Ryan Turford, and I'm joined, as always, by the man himself, Matt Sawinski. Matt, how are you doing on this lovely, lovely Thursday today? Good, sir. I'm doing well, my friend. I, you know, hopping into some games I love. There's been there's been a lot of video game going on in my world the last little bit, and I'm not upset about it. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing well as well. You know, it's a it's a nice foggy day out today, <laughs> you know, plus one. Uh, at least it's vastly different than the the pictures that Sean Capri shared with, with me this morning of like just snow everywhere and it being like minus 30 out. So there ah, you go. No, thank you. Uh, no, thank but you. of course, this is the PlayStation drive where we talk about PlayStation, not about the weather. So we're going to clean the garage <laughs> a little bit. So folks at home, if you want to support the show, there's a number of awesome ways to do that. Number one, of course, you can subscribe to us on your podcast feed of choice. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify. We're on all the things. So check us out there. Um, also, if you leave us a review or rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, we would really appreciate it. Um, also, the some people might have noticed some funkiness with the the podcast feeds as of late. We just switched uh, to a brand new podcast host. Um, we're on Anchor now. So um, if you if anyone at home notices anything weird, just reach out to me at Ryan Turford on Twitter or just on the Discord, um, which is free to join the show notes as well. Um, and let us know in case anything comes up. We had some problems with the Xbox drive and the, the Nintendo drive this week. So that's why I wanted to preface that here. Also, if you want to see our beautiful faces every week, head over to YouTube, youtube.com slash Yumi Capri. Also, so if you want early access to this and all of our shows, hand over to Patreon, patreon.com slash Yumi Capri. Throw a little tip and they'll tip jar and out comes content. Well, without further ado, let's grab our A-tracks, pop them in. It is time for the playlist to talk about all the things we played. And uh, Matt, you've got another list here. So I'm going to start with you. What'd you play? Uh, so I finished Horizon Zero Dawn and then very quickly after finished the Frozen Wilds. Uh, I liked it. I think it's good. Um, a lot of the issues that I had when I spoke last week, um, kind of remain throughout the entirety of the game. I still think the world is too big. Uh, I still think kind of traversal through the world is just not that fun because basically if you fast travel over somewhere and then you have to start looking for a mount, otherwise you're running. Um, I really liked Aloy. I liked the world. I liked the core story. Um, mm-hmm. And I think Frozen Wilds ha- uh, had a, also a very interesting follow-up. Um, I, genu- I genuinely hope that the writing is a little bit better next time around because there are some parts where like the dialogue... So I was supposed to try and make me feel something and I was laughing instead just because of the way that they were some of the characters were portrayed and written mm-hmm. um, along with I don't I don't think I very much liked any of the characters outside of Aloy. I think at best they were fine mm-hmm. um, and some of them were just downright unlikable. Um, but like the monster design is fantastic. The world design is so cool. And I really do think like Forbidden West is going to be a huge step up in quality. Um, so I'm excited to, 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 you know, finally be caught up after years and years. This is one that's been like burning in the back of my mind. Like finish Horizon. It happened. So we I'm finally very, got Matt to finish it because you've been talking about I know. this pretty much ever since we started the show where we were talking about when, you know, Horizon w- w- uh, was announced and just how you hadn't even played the first one. It's been on your bucket list forever. So I'm glad you finally finished it. I know. I'm so happy about it. Uh, and then I was I decided to hop into Final Final Fantasy 14 for the first time uh, in like a month. Uh, I, I wish it was a thumbs up, Ryan, because my experience was god awful. Cues okay. um, were fine. But the day I decide to hop back in, um, our lovely Internet provider, Rogers, decides to have massive issues in the area. So yeah. I had about a two hour incredibly frustrating time, not to the fault of Final Fantasy 14, but my Internet kept dropping. And I was even like on party chat with a friend of mine and we could barely hear each other. Mm-hmm. I kept like running to an area, there'd be nothing. And then all of a sudden everything would spawn and I'd be dead because evidently I got attacked 800 times and my health bar just decimated right away. Yeah. Um, 
But I, it was nice to hop back in to start getting a feel for my character again. And I'm going to continue playing. Hopefully the internet works with me. Uh, and then very quickly, I... Well, PlayStation Canada was kind enough to send over some codes for uh, for God of War PC. Um, so while it's not on PlayStation, still a PlayStation game. Damn, dude, I I basically did like the the intro tutorial section right up until that first massive boss encounter. I had just finished it, and like this game is so badass. I keep forgetting about how good it is, and then being able to hop back into it. It runs great on my PC so far. Uh, looks wonderful. I plugged my Dual Sense in and had absolutely no issues connecting with anything. Um, no frame rate issues, no problems whatsoever, and I'm playing on like ultra settings, and I've had very little issues at all. It's just so good, and I'm excited to keep going with it uh, because, yeah, I haven't played it since it came out. And you know, thank you to PlayStation Canada for sending those over because we're going to have something up on our channel soon for it. Because yeah, it's just it's awesome. I'm really enjoying it so far. Nice, and actually, just for full transparency as well, we also did receive codes for Sean as well. So Sean is actually playing the PC version as well, currently as <gasps> well. Um, and maybe you guys will I'll talk about something after the show. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I've heard nothing but great things about the PC version. Um, unfortunately, my laptop that I basically use for everything, is not powerful enough to run the game. So I'm actually not playing it as well, um, but I'm glad you guys are enjoying it and having a great time mm. with it and that it's actually running pretty well. Cause like um, Sean and I talked about this yesterday, kind of off air. Um, but I, I, I'm curious to know like what, how powerful is your PC anyway? It's like, is it like a, a kind of a middle of the road PC? Is it like a more powerful PC? Like, especially cause you said you're running at ultra settings at 60 frames per mm -hmm. second. So I'm curious like how powerful your rig is or like maybe it's yeah. like it scales down a well. I um I have a pretty decent computer as as far as I understand. I haven't had like a proper gaming PC ever, and this is the first one that I got uh, back over the summer. Um, and as I understand it, all of my PC friends, I sent over the specs to them, and they're like, "Yeah, this is going to keep you busy for a while. Like, it's going to keep you supported." I think I have like a a, a twenty seventy, a super twenty seventy, or something along those lines, or within that kind of range. Um, but yeah, I, I have a a pretty good PC, I think, okay. um, because like, yeah, I've had I've had no issues with it so far. Nice. Nice. That's cool. That's good to know. Cause yeah, I, I think like you and Sean probably have all of our staff members probably have the most powerful PCs. So I'm glad that you guys are the ones that are actually taking a look at this game as well. So there you go again. Huge thank you to, of course, the PlayStation Canada. Also, I'm I'm sorry that, you know, the, the day you tried to play Final Fantasy 14 Rogers went out. In fact, I, I know I've had problems with them all week because on Tuesday I was basically without the internet for the entire day because of no. <laughs> just a giant outage. So it was just, it's been nothing but fun with them. But mm -hmm. as for me, because I did have a bit of an internet outage and because honestly, I, I'm not playing any current games for the most part. Um, I did play a little Final Fantasy 14, but I've basically uninstalled the game for now to kind of prevent me from <laughs> continuing to play it because I want to take a break from the game uh, for a, at least a little bit because I don't want to get burned mm -hmm. out on it. Um, so I actually I posted this on Twitter and kind of throw this in the discord as well. But um, one of my goals over this year is to play as many RPGs as possible, whether they're kind of RPGs that I've never played before or kind of like um, revisiting a lot of old games. Um, RPGs are kind of like my favorite genre, of course, everyone kind of knows this mm -hmm. from listening to our other shows. So I want to basically kind of immerse myself in RPGs throughout the year. Um, so I actually started with a, a series that I'm actually brand new to. I'm, we're planning on doing kind of a, 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 a RPG cave episode on this series a little bit later in the year. Um, and I mm -hmm. wanted to kind of get up to, to speed with a lot of these games. So I'm actually playing a Valkyrie profile to Selmeria on PlayStation two. 
This is a turn-based RPG from Square Enix, um, but it's also developed by Tri-Ace, who actually developed all the Star Ocean games. Um, but they this series, um, for those that haven't played any of the, the Valk- Valkyrie profile games, because they haven't been around, like the newest entry is on the Nintendo DS so it's an older series, um, but uh, the, this it reminds me a lot of Indivisible, if people played that game on, on current-gen consoles, which is kind of like a Metroidvania mixed with a turn-based RPG where basically all your four party members are on your four face buttons, and you basically press the, the face buttons in, a co- in certain combinations with your characters so they perform combos on the enemy. So um, that's kind of how this game is set up as well, where essentially, again, it, it almost feels like um, Indivisible is almost like a, a like a, not a straight ripoff, I should say, but like a, almost like a clone mm-hmm. of of this game. So it's really cool getting a chance to play a game like this and, and going back to it. And I'm having a lot of fun kind of revisiting games like older games, especially on PlayStation two. Um, and uh, yeah, expect that to kind of be a common theme at least for a little while until uh, next month when we'll be talking about, of course, all the new <laughs> games like horizon and stuff like that. Or like, I know that for me personally, the first new release that I'm excited to check out this year is the life is strange remastered collection, which is going to be out at kind of at the beginning of next month. Um, so until then I'm basically on the PS two train at this point. So we'll see how long uh, Valkyrie profile two is, but I'm having a lot with a lot of fun with it. So uh, I'll talk about that more uh, next week because I just started it this week. So there you go. All right. That Let's, sounds awesome. What an interesting combat system. I've never heard of anything that like I looked at the pick like the the game. It actually looks really cool. I might have to try Indivisible now because I, I think I own that on Steam. Yeah. But yeah, that sounds I, awesome. I really loved Indivisible too. So I'm 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 glad to kind of go and now play kind of the inspiration for this. They even did like mm-hmm. on the DS, they did a Valkyrie profile game that was a like a tactics game, almost like Fire Emblem, where it was like a grid-based tactics game. But it had the same battle system. So like you had it, but in order to kind of use your other party members, you had to kind of group them up around the enemy. And then the the, the number of uh, party members you grouped around an enemy, you be, would then be able to use them in the combat. So if you kind of huh. walked up with just one guy, you only get one person in the combat in combat. So they only do like the skills by themselves. But if you get all four party members to surround them, they like totally like <laughs> overkill some of the enemies. So yeah, they, they've done some really interesting things with the series. So I'm excited to check more of them out especially because there's also a psp Hmm. game as well um the ps1 game i'm probably skipping which is the first one because it's like it's like 600 dollars on ebay for a copy of it so oh my god yeah it's very expensive so i i i think i'm gonna skip that one uh which is why i started with two but uh Uh nice so all right let's slam the brakes on this conversation it's time for some breaking news and to be honest matt there's not a lot of news in the world of PlayStation this week. Let's, <laughs> let's not kid ourselves. There's even, I, I joked about this on the Xbox drive yesterday with Sean that there was like hardly any news in Xbox, but there's like even less in PlayStation land. In fact, we have to basically kind of go outside our normal wheelhouse because normally we don't talk about like reported stories or things of that nature. But mm-hmm. this week we kind of have to speculate a little bit because I mean, for the most part, we're kind of grasping for straws for news this week. <laughs> but at the same time, I think some of these stories are important to talk about as well. So I'm glad that we have mm-hmm this chance to talk about it. So first off in a report from Bloomberg, Sony is now ramping up production on PlayStation four consoles due to the accessibility of the PlayStation five at the current time. The original plan was to discontinue the console completely in late 2021, but this looks like it's been pushed back until 2023 at the earliest. Um, basically because of all the exclusives that we're getting this year for that, that, that we know of are all coming to PlayStation four that Sony wants people to be able to buy these games and play them. So 
they need to be able to offer a, a way for people to play these games. And unfortunately, they just can't. They they probably realize they can't make enough PlayStation fives to do that. So they're making more PlayStation fours. Matt, what do you think about this news story? I think it's a good call considering the the state of the world as as it is right now, and especially what's going on with the PS fives. Um, I think this also might mean that we might see more PS four titles than I think I at least initially anticipated. For me, I thought that this year kind of would have been the the end of the cross gen. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we kind of see that push in a little bit more into next year now, um, just because again, there's people who want these systems very much so and just can't get them. Um, and with a lot of these bigger titles this year coming, you know, cross-generationally, I mean, why not? I think this for me, and I, and I saw this point being made on Twitter, and I think it really resonated with me. This really just shows um, the very, very brilliant decision that Xbox made with the Series S, mm -hmm. because those things are now pretty readily available. You could, like you don't have to really stress too much to find one if you really want one. Um, while PlayStation, I mean, they did have their two different SKUs, but the only fundamental difference was the disk drive. So I, I think now, like... Be, they kind of have to make more ps4s if they want more people kind of in um mm -hmm. because it's because of how hard it is to find a ps5 um but yeah i don't know i i i, I this to me seems like a move out of necessity not because they wanted to do it but what do you think ryan yeah absolutely like 110 i think it's definitely an answer to the series s which we we saw the, and we talked about this on the xbox drive yesterday but phil spencer did that interview with the wall street journal talking about how the series con set of consoles is actually outpacing all of the previous generations of Xbox. And after analysts did some work to kind of like look at some of the numbers um, mm -hmm. around this point in the generation, the, the Xbox one had sold 12 million consoles. And mm -hmm. the last time we got numbers from Sony for the PlayStation five, which was a couple of months ago, we were at 13 million consoles. So we're, we're probably due to hear some more numbers from Sony soon, but hmm. the fact that Xbox has almost sold as many as Sony reported three months ago just goes to show you just how much of a boon that the Series S has really been for them, where essentially hmm. be, like people have been buying it because it's available. And because I don't know if you've looked at the prices on PlayStation 4 consoles recently, Matt, but the PS4 Pro in particular is like going for uh, close to, if not over the original retail price of the PlayStation four pro. And, and in fact, like some of us actually gasped at the, cause I don't know if you remember this where GameStop did that promo late last year, where you could trade in your PlayStation four pro <laughs> for almost at cost. Yeah. That's the reason why, like they, they're so hard to find and people want to find something to play these games. And, and, and uh, they, they, they stopped making the PS4 pro a, a while ago actually so um because yeah like like this report's only claiming that the playstation 4 slim is coming back and not the pro so um like that's that console is like very hard to come by and pretty expensive now so huh. uh this move makes a lot of sense when you kind of factor the secondary market and how many how much people are willing to buy some of these consoles i think yeah and especially with this you know and i will get into this a little bit uh on the next story but with this rumored you know um Spartacus unveiling supposedly coming sometime soon, if they are kind of blowing up the service in a way that's going to make, you know, older consoles actually more feasible, if they're going to make, you know, if they're going to offer a lot of these older generation titles that people have been looking for, and now guess what, you can play them on PS4 as well because you're going to be able to stream them. I mean, an entry point is an entry point, right? Like if somebody doesn't have a PlayStation for whatever reason, shape or form yet, um, it sounds like this might be a decent way to kind of get in. I just do wish that there was something. I, it confuses me that they're not going more towards the pro than the slim. But yeah, I guess they're really trying to show that like this is the cheaper version. This is the PS5, right? Like I think they're just doing it more because it's 
probably a little bit easier to produce on top of the cost. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm very curious to see when the day is going to come that you can readily buy a PS5. Yeah. I mean, I'm still thinking it's 2023 at the earliest at this point. Like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm thinking this ain't happening anytime soon. So I, I think this is a, a wise move from Sony. I think um, the report stated that they're basically going to start with a million units see how quickly they sell through them and then kind of go from there. And in far as like kind of ramping up production more to, to kind of meet the demand anyways. Um, mm-hmm. So I think this is really interesting also to kind of go back to a point you had mentioned earlier. Yeah. Like with any other announcements we get this year, like I'm, I don't imagine we get too many more exclusives from Sony announced this mm-hmm. year as it is besides the three that we already know about besides, unless of course the VR console of course comes out this year, like PlayStation VR two comes out this year. Um, but the only other exclusive that isn't announced yet that I expect that, that to be announced is the last of us remake. Um, and I think that mm-hmm. might be our only PlayStation five exclusive from Sony this year. Like, cause they might not have pivoted in time, for example, to port on PlayStation four, or maybe that one makes less sense to put on PlayStation four when the last of us remastered is already there kind of thing. So mm-hmm. um, I think that's the only one like exclusive we get from them at all this year. That's PlayStation five exclusive, but otherwise you're, you're th- probably right. Like they're going to pivot more towards PlayStation four now, I think. Yeah, and especially because, like, I'd imagine, like you said, that the re- the you know the Last of Us remastered will be a PS5 only. But I still imagine that Factions is going to be cross generational, so that'll be the kind of like even if you're on PS4, here's a new Last of Us experience that you can still kind of you know jump in on. Mm-hmm. Um, because yeah, like I can't imagine then they would lock that only behind PS5, considering the Last of Us Two is still you know a PlayStation Four game. But Matt, um, you're just assuming the Last of Us Two Factions ever comes out at, at this. Point. That's true. I'm losing true. hope every single day that that ever comes out <laughs> at this point. Honestly, like, uh, and we talked about this because I um, guessed it on the PSVG podcast last night and something we talked about on that show was the idea of maybe they wait until they do like a last of us director's cut like somebody last of us uh part two director's cut kind of like what they did with ghost of tsushima where they have like a ps5 version of last of us part two and then maybe that's where they put factions rather than having it be kind of its own thing so maybe maybe they tied into that instead but we'll see we'll see i mean who knows knows what's going on with factions at this point i mean they haven't even (laughs) talked about that in like I can't remember the last time they even talked about factions at this point. So nope. who knows? All right. Next up, af- after an internal memo from UK game store game leaked with the recall of PlayStation Now gift cards, Sony has confirmed that they are moving away from PlayStation Now gift cards to focus on the cash PlayStation Store gift cards instead. So um, uh, when this first report came out of this internal memo kind of leaking people had suspected basically that um, this basically meant that, you know, the project Spartacus was on its way, that something was going to kind of replace PlayStation now anyways, um, because these, these uh, gift cards were actually starting to be scooped up. And we had actually heard um, from other retailers around the world as well, that this was actually a global thing that's been happening for a while now. And this was actually the first time publicly that we'd heard something about this. Um, but Sony basically came out and made a statement about this saying that, oh no, this isn't actually, we're not launching anything else. This is just, we want you to just buy like the PlayStation gift cards of like $50 and then spend that on PlayStation now instead, mm-hmm. I guess. But Matt, mm-hmm. what do you think about this story? Do you think that's accurate? Do you think something else is going on here? What do you think? I think that's 100% accurate, Ryan. I think PlayStation has no reason to keep us in the dark about anything that might be upcoming. I think they're being very honest and not at all hiding the truth with this. Um, I think this is awesome. I'm happy that we're finally seeing some sort of movement because like you said, you know, Jason Schreier over at Bloomberg already confirmed that like this had already been happening in the States. Um, So like they're very clearly, you know, prepping for something. Um, And with all the, you know, recent 
rumors about Spartacus and the recent trademarks filed as well, it really does seem like something is coming because there was trademarks filed for like, you know, backwards compatibility and like backwards compatibility for cloud saves and stuff. So there's something coming. I mean, like they there has to be. And I think more and more this like February-esque state of play that's supposed to be rumored um, because, you know, PlayStation loves to do their state of plays right before they have major games coming out. And with, you know, Horizon Forbidden West and Gran Turismo coming pretty much within, you know, back to back uh, at the end of February and beginning of March, I'd imagine that they're going to have a state of play in February to prepare us for those games anyway and to kind of give us a bit of that look forwards over the next few months. Um, and I think that's a perfect time to bring, you know, the, the Spartacus discussion into play. If they're getting ready for it, I don't see why they would pull the cards now and then announce something like six months from now. Now, mm. whether it's going to come out, Immediately is a different story, but I do th- I do really think that this announcement is imminent. Uh, if the state of play in February is real, I really do think that that's when they're going to do it. Uh, and I'm just very very curious to see how robust the service is going to be. Um, I really want to know just how deep the PS1, PS2, and I imagine PS3 collections are going to be. I really hope they don't take the Nintendo route and they're just going to kind of drip feed stuff out very very slowly and give us like the games that you know very very few people that are genuinely interested in playing. Uh, I'm really excited. I, I really want to see what they're going to do. I hope the upgrade path is going to be uh, is going to make sense. I, I, I hope that we're going to learn more from it soon. But what about you, Ryan? What do you think? Is this is this imminent? Yeah, I, I think so. I, I and actually, I don't even think they they need to see it for a state of play. And I don't even think it gets even announced at a state of play. I actually think it is more likely that it's just a blog post one day that, hey, you know, PlayStation really? Plus Platinum, which is what I called it during our predictions episode, is a thing. Mm-hmm. Here's the date kind of thing. And we kind of go from there. Like, I don't know. I don't know if they really do more than that, to be honest. Like, and I kind of talked about this when uh, we talked about kind of the idea of when does God of War get announced? And I also mm. think that like the release date for, you know, God of War Ragnarok is might even be, you know, a blog post because ultimately, and we've seen this before with state of plays before. I think that the next state of play might even just be a horizon forbidden West state of play <laughs> and not like a general state of play that just focuses on the game because yeah. we've seen that before with other games like we saw mm-hmm. that with ratchet and clank last year for example or returnal like they did one right before that wasn't like a general state of play it was just one that you know has it just focused on the one game or they could even do one that's like a cross like a crossover it has like half the state of play is gran turismo and half of it is horizon and then they do like 15 minutes of gameplay from each one and then they call it a day. Like that's that's more what I'm expecting from the first state of play from Sony versus like I'd actually be more surprised if the next state of play was actually a st- general state of play with a bunch of announcements from like mm-hmm. other companies instead of just focusing on those two games. So, um, yeah, that's why I think it's more likely that if this is coming anytime soon, like anytime before the summer, that I think it'll just probably be a PlayStation blog post outlining things otherwise if this isn't coming out until like later in the summer or later in the year maybe then that's when i maybe see okay that's going to be part of maybe like an april state of play before e3 um or whatever kind of sony's like quote unquote e3 state of play is whether that's because last year i I think it was in july so yeah um, i would imagine that's where we get that if it's later in the year but otherwise i think it'd probably just be a hey here's here's all the information you need to know about it it's in the blog post because i mean you're they, they probably don't need to show you a high like they might put it together like a hype trailer or something like that but mm-hmm. i don't know if they even necessarily need to like it, it might be a better like information delivery method to actually do that in a blog post versus a state of play where you can't probably devote more than maybe five minutes to talk about what it actually is so so what how long do you think it it will be 
from announcement to launch? Like, do you think this is going to be a thing where they announce it and, you know, a week or two from that point, it kind of comes out? Or do you think this is going to be like, get ready, we'll have more information for you in three months? Because like, to me, I think a, a quick turnaround for a kind of service like this makes a lot of sense. I can't imagine that it's going to be like, I don't, I, this, seem, this to me seems like a very weird thing to announce far out and then try yeah. and like generate hype for. Um, what do you think, Ryan? How long, how quick do you think this is going to turn around? I think the, the turnaround will be fairly quick. If it's not the day of, it'll be within a week because, um, Originally, I was like, well, I looked at the PlayStation now kind of turnaround where they announced it like a year before it was ready and then it was out. But because of the way like that, I'm imagining they're going to integrate kind of current subscribers with PlayStation now into this and stuff like that. Like I would imagine it's probably a quicker turnaround because it is kind of just an upgrade on what's already there. Um, hmm. Because, again, you don't want th- there will be feel bads involved if like someone's, you know, paying for PlayStation now currently like on a yearly subscription um but then they find out you know three months from now or, or a year from now they're getting so much more value than what they're currently you know signed up for true so mm-hmm. i think it'll probably be a quicker turnaround despite you know playstation now is kind of you know year-long rundown where we we even speculated that you were going to rent the games rather than kind of getting them kind of a la carte so mm-hmm. yeah i imagine it's probably a quick a quick turnaround especially because this is also going to drastically probably change how plus is structured as well. Um, so I imagine that they, they want to kind of like spin that pretty quickly, but oh, I just want to know what it is, Ryan. I'm so curious. This is one of the things that like this year for me, I am so genuinely excited and curious about, and I really hope they stick the landing on this because yeah. like, Oh, I just want to know. I just want to know. Ryan. I just and, know. and hopefully at least with some of the backwards compatible selections will be better than, you know, the PlayStation classic backwards compatible you know selections as well like mm-hmm. a, a game like valkyrie profile that i talked about before like that would be a game that would be perfect for the service because it's so freaking expensive uh, right but uh who knows what what you know third-party partners are going to kind of bring to the table for that or, or likewise like what how how sony's gonna have to write checks for some of those games like i think that's gonna mm-hmm. be interesting also i'm curious as to know like kind of if you're gonna be able to buy some of those games separately or not but we'll see and then mm-hmm. last news story this week actually just came out this morning. And I thought this was like really interesting, like from an idea perspective. Um, and this is kind of like the second of like two kind of like really interesting anime game ideas that we've seen this year. My Hero Academia is getting a free to play battle royale game called My Hero Academia Ultra Rumble. It will be a smaller battle royale with 24 players on a map featuring many characters from the hit show. It will be coming to PlayStation 4 later this year with a closed beta starting soon. Um, We haven't seen like a trailer for it, but there's screenshots for it because again, this was announced in Famitsu Magazine um, of like Bakugo basically shooting some uh, people and then um, like Deku basically saving some civilians and stuff like that. And they showed off like you can play as Shigaraki and All Might and basically uh, I would imagine most of the main, you know, class from from, uh, class 1A. But Matt, what do you think about this story? Because I thought this was like really interesting, a really interesting idea from my hero academia game. Yeah, I a hundred percent agree. I am morbidly curious about this just because like, I really don't know if it's going to be good. I genuinely have no barometer about the, what the quality of this game is going to be, but similar to that dragon ball Z asymmetric game that we talked about before, I'm glad that they're starting to do something a little bit outside of the normal wheelhouse with these anime games. Um, and I, I'm also genuinely surprised that this game seems to be, you are playing the heroes and villains that we do kind of know and love. Um, just because like, I'm really curious as to how you factor that in into a battle royale 
Mm-hmm. Just because usually, you know, in the spirit of battle royales, you drop in with next to nothing and you kind of have to figure your stuff out. So I guess this might be a bit of like a hero-based battle royale. And like, I don't know if you're mm-hmm. collecting like power-ups or upgrades to your abilities or or something or how much, like, you know, like you said, um, saving civilians and stuff. If there is going to be a PvE element almost kind of going on while you're battling each other. I'm just really curious to actually see some footage from this because we don't learn much from those screenshots. Yeah. Um, and like, if this is good, I'm 100% in. If it's free to play and I, like, I'm so curious as to how this is going to land because uh, I think this, if done right, this could actually be really, really awesome and a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think 24 players for a game theoretically is that like what we're kind of talking about. I think it's a good amount. I think any more than that, it would well, just especially get a little bit like overwhelming with all the characters having superpowers. And I imagine exactly. like traversal is going to be really easy to do in the game. Like it makes perfect sense for it to be mm-hmm. a smaller player count for that. So do you think Ryan, um, this is going to be like an, almost like an overwatch situation where like, if you pick a certain hero, it gets locked out for other players or like, do you think there's going to be like possibly 12 Deku's running around? Uh, what do you think this game is going to be? <sighs> I actually think it'll probably be closer to Overwatch where essentially like there will be, you know, 30 characters to choose from. But not, but like once one gets picked, that's it kind of thing. Or maybe there's one. Mm-hmm. Maybe if you do teams, for example, like there's one one of each character per team, for example. Like but again, we we, we won't know. But that if I had to speculate, that's that's what I would you know, that's what I'd be thinking anyways. Mm hmm. Do you think we get like a heroes versus villains mode possibly? Like, is that a thing yeah. that you think could work in the spend in this, in, the, in this space? I mean, thematically it works, but like a 12 v 12, I think like they, mm. I think they could probably easily do that. There's enough villains for them to choose from. And obviously yeah. there's, we know there's enough here, more than enough heroes for them to choose from. So I think that would be like a really interesting idea rather than doing like duos or, or quads. You could do like heroes versus villains, like 12 on 12 versus 12. I think that'd be really cool. Um, but yeah, um, so I actually really love this idea as well. Like I, have played kind of the last two my hero academia fighting games like uh one's justice and i think i think they're okay but i don't think like my hero academia as a property really transfers well to like a 3d fighting game that well whereas like a much more open battle royale setting with kind of characters having individual powers i think will probably it'll probably fare a lot better um in mm-hmm. a scenario like that so that's why i'm actually really excited to try this out i mean again it's gonna be free to play so and I love my hero academia. So you better believe I'm going to be, you know, downloading this and trying this out. Cause even, okay. even if it's bad, I want to at least try it, see how it is. And I'm, I'm excited to see what that first trailer. Cause yeah, like just like you, I want to see kind of what this game looks like in action to kind of maybe get more excited about it. But I, I think this is a great I, idea. Just like dragon ball, the breakers too, where we're, we're starting to see some unique kind of anime show ideas. And I, I'm, I'm here for that. I love it. I just hope it lives up to the hype that was Hunter's Arena Legends, um, another great battle royale from last year. I, I just hope it's that level of quality, Ryan. I won't of ask course. for anything more than that. <laughs> of course. I may, maybe it'll be free with plus. Who knows? All right. Mm-hmm. Let's, oh, let's, now we're talking. Yeah. Let's let some of our friends into the car with us. It is time for the carpool. Folks at home, if you'd like to have your question read on the carpool, there's a number of ways to do that. Number one, we put up a question post on Twitter at Yumi Capri's every single Wednesday afternoon. Um, usually it's some kind of goofy gif from me, usually an anime gif, but this time we're at actually did Horizon. Also, if you leave a comment on YouTube, if you're watching there with a question, we'll answer it on the show. Or if you join the Yumi Capri Discord, again, it's free to join. Links in the show notes. Um, go to the PlayStation Drive question and kind of uh, section and ask your question question there just like todd oxtra at toxtra did on twitter and he actually asked the question very similar to the, the the second topic we just had there do you think we're more likely to get playstation 1 playstation 2 and playstation 3 games through the new playstation all play service yes i named it 
Yeah, that was Todd Oxtra's name, of course. Or should we expect remasters slash remakes? So, Todd, I actually think that you're going to just see PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2, and PlayStation 3 classics. I mean, I don't expect too much change from PlayStation 3 because I don't think they're going to have like a PlayStation 3 emulator to play those games natively. I think they're going to still be streaming unfortunately, which breaks my heart because I think that I would have loved to, to see kind of them play natively because um, some mm-hmm. of those games you just can't go back to. But again, if they have like more, you know, PlayStation 3 RPGs, that's something you can definitely play, you know, through through streaming, but it just, it sucks to do that. But PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2, for sure, I think they're going to be just straight up ports using maybe even the same emulator they used on, on PlayStation 3 and PSP, but I don't know, maybe a kind of a revised version of that. But Matt, mm-hmm. what do you think about this? Uh, well, first off, I want to give a shout out to Todd. Uh, I was just on co-op mode. Uh, we did a whole That's bunch right. of predictions for 2022 uh, across all the big three and third parties. So go check out co-op mode. We had a lot of fun. We've created some games that I hope uh, we see and I hope that we don't. Um, but to answer his question, I think you're right, Ryan. I think you're 100% on this. I think it's just going to be ports. Uh, I really do think that the only reason they're even doing this is because of Game Pass. I mean, with Jim Ryan at the helm of PlayStation right now, who is very much like an old game is old mentality, I can't see him putting any more money and resources into this than he absolutely has to. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, it, it, I think this for me is, is just more a response to Game Pass than it is anything else. Um, so I think that it's go- it is going to be... Uh, I don't I hope it's not as bare bones as Nintendo's offerings, but I, I'm not getting my hopes up for, you know, true kind of, you know, backwards compatibility where they're really going to, you know, have a better frame rate running and everything. I think what you're going to get is a pretty much here's here's the game. You wanted it. Play it like I, I don't think yeah. there'll be anything more than that. And it, it actually I have to correct myself a little bit because I had mentioned kind of them maybe developing a PS2 emulator, but we know they already have one for PlayStation 4 because we know that they we already have those backwards compatible PlayStation 2 games on PlayStation 4 that that, that there was a select few of them that they did. Um, but we know that those are out there. So we already know there's an emulator for PlayStation 2. It's just a matter of them developing an emulator for PlayStation 1 and then basically licensing those games. That's all that, mm-hmm. that I'm expecting them to do. So, yeah, I, I'm with you. Like, <clears throat> I don't think they're going to do the Xbox thing where they're going to, you know, add a bunch of enhancements or anything like that. I think they're just going to be straight ports, which I'm, mm-hmm. I'm all for. Because, again, like, yeah. uh, some of, like some of these games, again, like, I don't know. I don't necessarily want to necessarily turn my PlayStation one or PlayStation two on again to play. Or likewise, I, I love the idea of some of these being more accessible to, to crowds that maybe don't want to boot up older consoles or the fact that, you know, mm-hmm. PlayStation one, and PlayStation two games are becoming much more expensive nowadays, like not having to shell out, you know, insane prices on eBay for even some of the most common games. So yeah, mm-hmm. I think this is a, a good move all around. As far as the name PlayStation, all play service, I don't know. I think it's okay, but it doesn't really, it kind of describes what it is, but it doesn't. Cause you have to also remember they're kind of like the, at least from what we heard from um, the, 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 um, the, the, the leak of this is that it's going to be tied to plus somehow. So I feel yeah. like the PlayStation plus name will be part of it in some way. So I don't know how well PlayStation plus all play service, for example, kind of rolls off the tongue. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, but it's interesting, Todd. I like that. I like where your head's at on this one. All right. Next up, Andrew Semichek asks, what do you think will be the big AAA title that will come to PlayStation Pass when it launches? So first of all, Matt, do you even think there's going to be a big title that comes to this service when it launches? It looks like that's, those are all like that's ever what everyone wants to talk about this week. So do you, do you think we're going to get a big title with this? What do you think? I really don't know. 
I really don't know. I, I'm more inclined to think that we're going to get a uh, a title, a big third party title that just somewhat recently came out. I wouldn't be surprised if we get like Call of Duty Vanguard or something along those lines. I don't think we'll be getting anything along the lines of like Rainbow Six Extraction, where it's like day and date. Here it is on the place on PlayStation Pass. Um, I, I I don't know, but I, at the same time, I can totally see them doing that, like because I don't think they're going to put in anything relatively recent first party wise uh, i think if we even if we get up to something like returnal i think is like the kind of newest quote-unquote that they'll go for something like this outside of maybe some of their remasters mm-hmm. um but i just i could then in that you know in that vein i could totally see them trying to get a bigger third-party game to launch on the service day and date um to kind of help bolster that but i don't know ryan i'm kind of of, of two minds on this i can really see it going either way where are you at on this yeah I don't th- I don't see them doing big first party releases day and date at all. But mm. at the same time, I could see them maybe doing something similar to what EA does with the EA Play Vault, essentially, where like after a game's been out for a certain period of time, they just put it in the vault, essentially, mm-hmm. and then it becomes, you know, free on the service. So, for example, um, something like Returnal that you mentioned, maybe that's not a day and date thing, but maybe that's something we see on the service included in it before the end of the year kind of thing like or or like i could see them doing that with like any titles that didn't really sell super well um Mm -hmm. like um maybe something like demon souls for example even though it's i think it sold pretty well i think sales have really just tapered off with that game so maybe that's the type of game for example i i I see being there or something like sackboy's big adventure something like that like um where something i'm hesitant to say miles morales because even though it's been around for a while we know it's like the second most downloaded game in in america on playstation 5 in the last year so probably not that one but i think like maybe demon souls or sackboy i think are probably the most likely candidates to kind of be day one games for the service and and then i think like you'll see stuff like i think you'll see stuff like ratchet in there eventually like it'll probably get filtered in like either a year or two after it's out like i think you'll, Mm -hmm. you'll see it in there so stuff like that i think it's like more like i would compare it more to the ea play vault versus something like game pass is just my my read on the situation. Do you think it's possible that we might get that EA play style? Okay, you can play the first five hours of the game or whatever before you actually have to purchase for the bigger day ones. Like instead of being like, okay, here's, you know, Returnal Day and Date, you can play five hours of it and we'll give you a discounted, you know, price on it. Do you think that's more likely even with the third party stuff? So yes and no. I mean, first of all, we already see kind of full game trials on PlayStation Plus, but they're not like, they're never usually day and date games anyways. Um, mm. But the, the the way that EA does it is that they basically create a special version of the game for EA play where it li- basically limits you, even though you have the first 10 hours of the game. If it's a game with a campaign, it lets you play like the first two levels. Um, right. And since we we mostly from Sony see first party experiences being, you know, linear storytelling, like uh, story games or open world story based games. They'd basically have to do something similar, I would imagine, because hmm. conceivably, for example, like a game like Uncharted 4, for example, if it had a trial like that, you could beat the entire game with the trial. Yeah, right. True. So yeah. that, that, that's why, like, I th- I think that they're more likely not to do something like that because of the work they would go into doing something like that. Whereas I true. think EA probably sees, you know, merit in doing that, which is why they do that. But they don't do that with every game either. Like Jedi Fallen Order, mm-hmm. they didn't do that with. Um, true. But but for the most part, they usually do that with a lot of their games. But also a lot of EA games have multiplayer modes. So I think that's where we see more of that, like like trying out the Battlefield multiplayer or trying out the you know Star Wars Battlefront multiplayer, I think it really helped them, I think. So true. I'm, I'm less inclined to think so. But what do you think? 
Uh, I, I think you're right. I think you might. And especially given how weird they've been so far with these kind of trial like things where, yeah, you get five hours, but that's including you downloading it. Uh, I can see them doing some kind of weird asterisks on it. Well, you'll they'll say, yeah, you get 10 hours, but there's some underlying subtitle that changes depending on the game. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I'm very, very curious to learn more about this. But yeah, I wouldn't be surprised for like for a big AAA title that would come to PlayStation Pass. I really do think that's like, I mean, PlayStation and, you know, likes to be buddy buddy with Call of Duty. I wouldn't be surprised, especially if Vanguard sales aren't as crazy as people are, you know, as as Call of Duty's past. Um, I can totally do like see them bringing like the multiplayer over or something. I don't know. I guess we'll see. Yeah, I guess we'll find out. Hopefully soon anyways. Mm -hmm. And then last question of the week comes to us from Dano on Discord who asks, are there any third party controllers for PlayStation 5? I know they wouldn't have DualSense, but aside from possibly premium controllers, do they even exist at this point? So I looked into this. I don't actually think there's any third party controllers announced at this point um, that are PlayStation 5 exclusive. Like they're obviously, you know, PlayStation 4 third-party controllers that work on PlayStation 5 as well. But I don't think there's like ones native to the console that have really been announced at this time. So I don't think so. But we'll see. I, I think, to be honest, I don't know when they'll ever, when we're ever going to see that kind of thing. Yeah, I, I think I'm, I'm very curious to see if we'll get to see like more like stripped down versions of the DualSense in, in yeah. a time where they maybe don't have like the adaptive triggers and like the the rumble on as, as the, you know, the haptics. Um, I mean, we, like... They mentioned uh, who was it? Daniel mentioned they do have like the, the scuff controllers and stuff. They have some PS5 exclusive ones for that. But again, those are premium controllers that you're paying quite a bit more money for. Right. Um, so I'm kind of curious to see if we see some more stripped down version of the DualSense because I think you're right. I don't think we'll get like a true third party DualSense as it yeah. stands with all of the features implemented. Um, but I don't know. Sony seems to be a little bit weird with a lot of their you know accessory stuff right now, as we've talked about extensively um, with with the PlayStation. So with the PS5. So I don't know. I guess I we'll mean, see. It's it's I can't even believe that we're this close to Gran Turismo and they haven't even announced a racing wheel like a first party True. racing wheel or even a third party racing wheel for that game because, you know, people are going to want that type of thing. So, yeah, it's mm -hmm. just stuff like that, that uh, I, I think it's, it might be a little while before we hear more about. But anyways, we had to go. But before we go, Matt plugs go. Yeah, you can find me over on Twitter at Burnout underscore Matt or on YouTube at YouTube.com slash Burnout Brighter. We'll have something coming up for God of War PC once we get a little bit more time into it. Uh, along with our mental health series, we will be launching this coming Monday. So if you're listening uh, the week, that you know, the day this comes out, the following Monday, we'll have our first mental health, uh, we're calling it mental health power up episode going up. Uh, and it'll go for about uh, a few months every Monday. Um, each one covering a different topic of like depression or anxiety or suicidal ideation uh, with a lot of doctors, psychiatrists and wonderful people who took the time to come talk to us. So come hang out. Very nice, my friend. As for me, you can find me on Twitter at Ryan Turford. You can find us on Twitter at Yumi Capri's on YouTube at youtube.com slash Yumi Capri and on podcast services around the globe. So for Matt Sawinski, I'm Ryan Turford. This has been episode 34 of the PlayStation Drive and we're out. The PlayStation Drive is fueled by patrons over at patreon.com slash Yumi Capri. And I want to say thank you to each and every one of our patrons from the bottom of my heart from your support across all of our content. And let's start by thanking our premium producers, Dallas Ford, Lee Navarro, the fearless leader of the Phoenix Overdrive Extra Life team, and Jonathan Brown over at youtube.com slash PM Entertainment. Our platinum producers, Robbie Bollaby Miller and Trucker Sloth. And our gold members, Argo, Brendan Myers, Dallas Robbins, Emily O'Kelly, Heather Boney, James Johnson, Joel Brooks, Jose Jimenez, Mac Time, Benji Kong, Marcus O'Neill, RJ Kern, Dano, Skinny Matt, Mr. and Mrs. Nasty Boots, 
Fuya Fuji, and Xavier Reyes. Thank you all for all of your support.